Hi, and thanks for tuning in to Speak Up, Speech Pathology Australia's podcast. Each week, we feature an interesting, thought-provoking and clinically relevant conversation to enhance your speech pathology practice. Let's hear from this week's contributors. Welcome to this week's episode of Speak Up. My name is Catherine McKinley and I'm the President of Speech Pathology Australia. I'm speaking to you today from the lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation here in Nam, Melbourne. And I'm here today with Jodie Long, our new CEO. Hello, Jodie, and welcome. Thank you. Great to be here. It's great to have you here. I'm sure that our members are keen to learn a bit more about you and hear about some of your insights. So, first and foremost, Tell us a little bit about yourself. I mean, we've probably all done a little bit of um, a LinkedIn search, um, but we're keen to, to learn more about our new CEO. Yeah, and I'm happy to give you, I guess, a bit of an insight as to me the person rather than me the LinkedIn career. Um, so, look, um, from an early age, I've always been interested in in health. It's resonated with me from a very young age and I really like to help people um, make a difference in people's lives. Uh, That's what really motivates me and and drives me. Um, So that kind of infiltrates into my own personal life as well. I'm a volunteer lifesaver at St Kilda Lifesaving Club. Um, No waves, but, uh, you know, you can still get uh, some... uh, drunk backpackers, you know, thinking they can swim out to a pole and can't get back. Um, I'm also a board director on a small uh, community board called Bicycles for Humanity. And they refurbish bikes that are sent to Africa um, so that people in Africa can use it to travel to get their education or travel to get their health care. But the best thing about them and which is really important to me was sustainability so the containers that they send over uh, can be converted into shops so that um, the bikes can be repaired and so that it's not just giving them a bike and sending them on their way so um, another insight into me is that I love to exercise that's my way of uh, defragging I guess um, from from busy days Um, and for those of you that don't know I actually did compete um, in 2008 it was, but in the Triathlon World Age Group Championships uh, in Vancouver. Um, So, um, yeah, I guess a little bit of uh, me and and, and what I like to do. Yeah, amazing. So quite quite varied experiences. So so now that you've told us a little bit more, uh, uh, some insights into you, um, keen to hear about what it is that you did before you joined Speech Pathology Australia, which I think we're only in week three. Is that right? Mm. Yeah, we are only in week three, yes. So early days. But, yeah, can you, you know, um, what experience do you bring to your role as CEO at SPA? Yeah, and it's a a really great, great question. Um, So, look, I've got a bit of a varied background, Um, clinical, like I started actually out my career as um, a radiographer. Uh, So I do understand what it means to actually work within a health system um, and also particularly from an allied health perspective uh, for for, for that matter. Um, 
I actually worked for Siemens Healthcare for uh, 11 years um, and that really gave me my grounding in terms of business and that commercial aspect and also in terms of leadership and and, and managing people. I had a number of different roles there, uh, including running their customer service uh, division across Australia and New Zealand, um, as well as their ultrasound division there as well. Um, I also did some management consulting uh, and that was actually to help medical imaging practices transform. Um, They were undergoing um, change and so I understand, you know, Medicare and how what it takes to to run a small practice or health practice, an allied health practice. Uh, And for the last five and a half years, I have been the CEO at the Australasian Sonographers Association. Um, So really understanding what it takes to run an association, um, particularly important for me is around you running the association uh, for members, it's members association. Uh, And so during those last five and a half years, I've centred the decisions that I've made during that time around how will this benefit the members? What will this decision mean for the members? Uh, you know, are the members getting value? Um, and so, so that's that's my background, and uh, and I think that those mixes will absolutely um, help in the in this new role at Speech Pathology Australia. Yeah, great. So it sounds like you've moved from one professional association, the Sonographers, mm. to yes. a different uh, professional association the speech pathologist. Mm -hmm. I'm keen for you to uh, tell us what drew you to joining our association. Yeah, and that's a very, very good question. Um, So to me, it's so exciting that I uh, get to operate uh, in multiple different areas and then for me to um, grow and learn in the areas of like age care and mental health and, and disability and education and early childhood. You know, for me, that's really exciting that I um, get to have a good good understanding of those areas. Um, it's also important too that um, for me that I'm not, yes, I'm advocating for speech pathologists, but I also get to advocate for uh, the clients that you see as well, so those that do have communication or swallowing difficulties. Um, and I think that's, you know, what a fantastic opportunity to be able to actually advocate for, for, for you know, the community. Um, and for me, it was um, also um, time for me to take on, you know, another role and, and to be able to make a difference and make an impact um, somewhere else. Um, and so the opportunity arose and, you know, um, I'm very, very excited by um, being here and, and what we can achieve together. Yeah, great. Well, you've chosen well and uh, I think we've chosen well too, uh, you know, as you would have learnt uh, in this last little bit is mm. at the varied role that speech pathologists play um, in people's lives, you know, from infant feeding through to mm. uh, end of life palliative care and everything in between. Uh just in, in your learning over the past um, couple of weeks and mm. as you're preparing to to join us here at SPA, what do you see as some of the challenges and opportunities for the speech pathology profession? Yeah, I think for the speech pathology profession, and look, I like, to be honest, challenges 
are opportunities, let's be honest. I think yes. one of the, the biggest things is uh, is probably a lack of awareness of the important role uh, that speech pathologists um, do and the impact that you, like you just explained, Catherine, the impact that speech pathologists have um, throughout people's lives. Um, and I think, you know, it's important that we get the message out there to the general public just how important speech pathologists, you know, are and particularly also with governments. Uh there's challenges, obviously, with the workforce, um, ensuring that people can have access to, to speech pathologists and that there is enough speech pathologists um, to be able to provide the services to, to those that need it, um, and particularly from all different backgrounds, you know, and particularly from all different locations, you know, rural as well as the, the city. Um, and I think another thing is that, Speech pathologists, I'm sure, are being asked to do more with less. Uh, and so there's a risk probably of them burning out and, you know, work overload. And I think that's something that we need to be really conscious of as well from a workforce perspective. Yeah. Thanks, Jodie. I think that our members will really resonate with uh, some of the things that you've identified there. You know, I think the workforce shortages are an ongoing challenge for us, um, you know, coming off the back of a pandemic and I guess the, the growing need for our services and uh, and, the, and the challenges we face there as, uh, as well as, you know, uh, people knowing what it is that we do. Um, that's often something that people... Well, people tell me, you know, all the time, um, you know, in my role as as a manager, but also, you know, hearing that um, in my role as as president as well. So, um, the the broader public knowing what it is that speech pathologists do. Um, mm. So, um, a, a big a big opportunity for us. Um, yeah, that's to grow, right. Grow our profile. So we're both new, um, new CEO, and I'm the new. Uh, national president and uh, chair of the board. Mm -hmm. um, so a, a change in leadership for the association. What do you think this change in leadership means for our, for our members? That's a really good question. I think for, and I, can, I guess I can speak on myself and Catherine, I'm, I'm happy for you to chip in here, obviously being a new um, president. From my perspective, I think it gives uh, members, you know, fresh eyes um, in, into um, the, the, the association um, that for anyone starting a new role, uh, the first thing is to seek feedback and listen and, and really gain a really good understanding of what's happening. And I think both yourself and myself can't say, oh, well, it's always been done um, that way, uh, we'll be asking questions as to why it's being done that way. Uh, and I think that creates a great opportunity for us to, you know, make some really good changes around what the members perhaps need. And we've just completed a member survey and, you know, taking those insights and being able to um, look at ways that we can, you know, make improvements and um, be able to address those, those member needs, I think is, is, is really, really important. Yeah, and equally, you know, I, I think the I agree. A change in leadership uh, is that opportunity to reflect on, you know, what's been working well, what what hasn't been working so well, or where are the opportunities for for improvement. And um, you know, I know I, I'm excited mm -hmm. uh, 
for the next um, chapter. Uh, I know the board are excited um, about the next chapter too and are really looking forward to, to working with you. Yeah, and I'm looking forward uh, to the next chapter as, as well. And, you know, I had, uh, you know, staff say to me uh, this week as well, they're like, oh, I never actually thought about it that way before. And I think that's that's the freshness that you get, I guess, with the new people in new leadership positions is that um, you get people to think about why they're doing it that way and um, getting them to perhaps see a different way and that you know, maybe that might be a, a great way and we can make some improvements, yeah. Great. So speaking of new chapters, mm-hmm. uh, we do have a new strategic plan that we launched earlier this mm-hmm. year uh, that the board and management are committed to delivering on. Uh, and we do have three priority areas and I think you, you've already talked about some of mm-hmm. those around, you know, workforce um, and also just sort of, you know, growing um, you know, the, the advocacy mm-hmm. and people being, um, you know, knowing what it is that we mm-hmm. do. Um what do you see as some of the top priorities? Are there, is there anything that um, that jumped out at you uh, as you as you had a read over that beautiful document? <laughs> um, look, for for me, um, I guess a couple of things. Uh, obviously, your values are really really important, um, and something that I will absolutely instil here at Spa is that you know we will work and. Um, how we operate and how we communicate with each other is very much, you know, aligned with the the values and how we, um, yes, run as an organisation. I think absolutely you've got your priority areas, and as you touched on, Catherine, I had you know spoken on on those, and they are absolutely very very important um, from a member point of view. I think it's also important, uh, as I've been here for three weeks, that uh, you also have. Uh, your enablers as well and there there actually is probably a significant amount of work that's actually happening um, in those areas within the organisation and that is to you know ensure that we're working on um, having a great organisation that staff belong to but also that uh, the profession also want to belong to Uh, and then in terms of some of the systems and processes and things like that. So there, there is actually a significant amount of work happening in the enabler space as well um, so that so that we, you know, can um, absolutely deliver on those um, three priorities. Yeah, great, great. And, you know, I think it took us a while to come up with those values mm. and, um, you know, the values for the association and, and for the mm. profession and um, and I think, you know, how, how we how we live them and how we display them in what we do every day and um, throughout our strategic plan is, is really important. Yes. So here's my penultimate question. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's your vision for the association moving forward? Yes, and after um, after three weeks, yeah. Um, <laughs> um, my vision really is to have an organisation that is valued and it's respected by all speech pathologists, uh, by the staff and by the community, and that it has a really significant, you know, standing uh, within the profession and obviously within the industry. Uh, for me, it's also around making sure the organisation has an impact, uh, an impact of making sure that speech pathologists feel 
empowered, respected, recognised, valued, and they're supported by the organisation um, and also having an impact on the lives of those who have communication and swallowing difficulties. And this probably sounds very, very high level, but at the end of the day, um, it's about helping people, which comes back to my core purpose, but um, you know, you're changing lives at the end of the day. Mm. Yeah. Thanks, Jodie. I mean, that's an, that's an organisation that I'd want to be a part of. That's right. Um, and and I'm and I'm sure our members will want to be a part of um, and and come along um, for that journey um, that we're going to go on together. Yes. Before we finish up, I've got my, my top five uh, questions okay. that I thought I'd ask you. So just you know, five more insights and maybe a bit of inspiration as I'm about to head off on a little bit of leave. Uh, favorite film. My favourite film, uh, I actually have two. I'm a bit of a Top Gun tragic. Uh, and just for people as well, I am one of those sad people that has watched Love Actually probably more than 20 times. Yeah. That's okay. So have I. Yeah, I mean, it's, on, it's actually on every Christmas, yes. so you're obliged <laughs> to watch it every Christmas, aren't you? Uh, and Top Gun, one or two? Um, well, I would have said... One, but two, honestly, one of the best sequels, uh, yes, if, if you're going to make it a, a, a second movie, uh, one of the best. Yeah. Tom Cruise does it well, he does Favourite book? I am a little bit sad in this department in that I read um, a lot of uh, more biography kind of documentary, who's who. Um, my favourite book, which probably says how sad this is, is actually um, – any book by Simon Sinek, and I don't know whether anyone's heard of him, but he, his books just resonate with me, you know. Um, yeah, just in, and particularly one, you know, Leaders Eat Last. I, I really like that one as well. Mm. All right. Um, I've noted. Mm. I'll put that on yes. my list. Uh, Favourite city? <laughs> um, besides Melbourne, um, um I love New York and um, I actually just I had two weeks off between the two roles and I, I went to New York during that time. Um, I find it a really um, culturally diverse city and um, love just being immersed in the, the city itself and, you know, trying to be a local, I guess, yeah. Yeah, pretty amazing city and uh, always something different to yes. see. Every time you go there, that's mm. for sure. Favourite restaurant? Uh, my favourite restaurant in Melbourne is actually Gimlet and I don't know whether you've been there, Catherine, or not. But um, I haven't been there but I, I would like to go. Uh, anyway. Yes. Um, I only went for the first time, oh, would have been last year sometime, and uh, I was blown away. It was fantastic. It was fantastic. One of the best meals I've ever had. Mm. I've heard great things. Hmm. All right, last question from the favourite five. Mm -hmm. Favourite sport? Ooh. Um, well, <laughs> I could get on the bandwagon and say that it's um, women's, um, <laughs> women's yes, football. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, and for those, and maybe I should have mentioned at the start, uh, I have been a fan of women's football for a long time. I actually four years ago went to France uh, when they had the World Cup in France and I um, 
was in the Matilda fan club or uh, and I actually um, unfortunately they didn't make it as far but um, you know I was there at the final in Lyon which was the US and the Netherlands so um, yeah I, I have always been yeah. a fan of women in sport absolutely hmm. Yes, well, go the Matildas mm-hmm. for uh, tomorrow night. I think um, this podcast will probably come out after that, and uh, we'll we'll know mm-hmm. who's uh, if we've made it to the final or not. Uh, but thank you, Jody, for your time today. Um, it was great to hear some of your insights um, about yourself and about your vision for Speech Pathology Australia and I'm very much looking forward to working with you. Thank you, Catherine, and I'm very much looking forward to working with you and the board and the staff and also uh, working uh, with all of the members as well. We hope you enjoyed this week's conversation. Please be sure to subscribe or follow the podcast and share it with your colleagues. You can also visit us at speechpathologyaustralia.org.au. Thanks for listening and bye for now.